Hello and welcome to the Following Footprints podcast. I'm your host, Serafina, and together we will look at questions many of us have and dig deep to find answers. Join us as we discuss the Bible, current events, and just life in general. Thank you for listening. Well, let's dive right in. We're going to be talking about, are you faithful with little? And as my guests, I have my little brother, Adi, and my sister, Biddy. So before we start, why don't we just talk about how, what's been going on in your guys' lives and how has COVID affected you guys? Um, for me, COVID has been, like, this summer I've just kind of taken a break because, like, there's not much, like, jobs right now for people my age. So I'm just filling my time with spending time with God, hanging out with my friends, and just living life to the fullest. That's good. How about you, Audie? I've been working, making money, and then I'm going to try to buy a three-wheeler. If Fina will take me to get it. <laughs> nice. Yeah, for me, it's been a really interesting season. Um, well, this is something the world has never seen before, and it's kind of crazy, but I was actually, actually. in... Kona, Hawaii when this thing hit and they sent us all home. I was mm-hmm. supposed to be going to Ethiopia, but that didn't happen because COVID, you know. And so I came back and I was actually quarantined with Biddy, my sister, and a lot of other people from YWAM. And we were quarantined for two weeks in a church. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of worship and intercession and just digging deep into the word. And it was a really hard time but at the same time really fulfilling and yeah it was just such a good thing to actually take time and study the scripture in the bible mm-hmm. um and the world has seen something like that this thing that was in russia came from mice i think something like that okay yeah remember that thing that they not these uh the black market or something like oh black death <laughs> No, it was, the, it was the, yeah, the black plague. Okay, yeah. Okay. Well, well, in our lifetime, we haven't seen anything like this. How long ago was it? The black that, plague. That was a long time ago. A long time ago. Okay. Was no. No. Okay. So, we're going to be talking, like I said earlier, are you faithful with little? So, let's turn to Luke 16.10. <laughs> it's in the, in the back. You there? Okay. I'll just read this out loud for you. Okay. Whoever can be trusted with very little can also be trusted with much. And whoever is dishonest with very little will also be dishonest with much. So if you have not been trustworthy in handling worldly wealth, who will trust you with true riches? And if you have not been trustworthy with someone else's property, who will give you property of your own? What David is little. We are actually going to be talking about David, but later. So, yeah. What do you think about this, Biddy? I really think that it's important because, like, how can God trust us with big things that we feel are, like, super big and super important when he can't even trust us with, like, if God tells us to, like, go pray for someone and we don't do that because we're too scared to do it. How can God trust us to go, like, touch nations when we can't even do the little things? Yeah, that is so true. And 
we're going to be looking at a couple of different stories about in the Bible, how people were not faithful with the small things. And it led to really big, big blowouts. Um, yeah, they did not end good at all. Okay, yeah. Um, let's see. Let's go to Luke nineteen eleven. <laughs> okay. Um, while they were listening to this, he went on to tell them a parable because he was near Jerusalem, and the people thought that the kingdom of God was going to appear at once. So this is Jesus talking. He said, A man of noble birth went to a distant country to have himself appointed king and then to return. He called ten of his servants and gave them ten minas, which is money. Um, Put this money to work, he said, until I come back. But his subjects hated him and sent a delegation after him to say, We don't want this man to be our king. He was main king, however, and returned home. Then he sent for the servants to whom he had given the money in order to find out what they had gained with it. The first one came and said, um, Sir, your minas have turned into ten more. Well done, my good servant, his master replied. Because you have been trustworthy in the very small matter, take charge of ten cities. The second came and said, Sir, your minas have earned five more. His master said, You take charge of five cities. Then another servant came and said, Sir, here is your mina. I have kept it laid away in a piece of cloth. I was afraid of you because you are a hard man. You take out what you did not put in and reap what you did not sow. His master replied, I will judge you by your own words, you wicked servant. You knew, did you, that I am a hard man, taking out what I did not put in and reaping what I did not sow. Why then didn't you put the money on deposit so that when I came back, I could have collected it with interest? Then he said to those standing by, take his minna away from him and give it to the one who has ten minas. Sir, they said, he already has ten. He replied, I tell you that to everyone who has, more will be given. But as for the one who has nothing, even what he has will be taken away. But those enemies of mine who did not want me to be king over them, bring them here and kill them in front of me. So what do you guys think of that story or that parable that Jesus told? So there was actually a bank back then? Yeah, they had banks back then. Mm-hmm. Okay, then. So what did interest mean exactly? So like if you put money in a bank, the bank will actually use that money and maybe give it to someone else so that they can use it as in like loans and stuff. But then because they're using your money, they also add a little bit of money and give it back to you. So you actually gain money by having it in a bank. Wait a minute. So how long did it take to gain interest? Uh, back then I don't know, but yeah, it it just Wait, depends. Did you gain interest? Yes. You do? Yes. See, you get free money? <laughs> <laughs> kind of, but okay, that's a little off topic. Wait, 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 wait. So, can I get a big cat just to get extra money? I uh, you would have to talk to mom about that. But usually it's a lot of money. Hey, Vita, can I borrow a couple thousand dollars from no. you and put it in and gain interest? Okay. And give me the money back. <laughs> Let's get back on topic. What do you guys think of this parable? I really think that, like, it's so cool how God just, once we, he, like, once he does trust us with the little, that he will trust us with more, like, the others. But then, like, to those who 
aren't trusted with little, like, it says, I tell you that to everyone who has more will be given, but as for the one who is nothing, even what they have will be taken away. No, yeah, that is so true. So, like, even what they have will be taken away, which is crazy. Because they weren't faithful with it. Yeah. Okay, let's go to, let's jump back to Luke thirteen eighteen. Okay. Okay. Then Jesus asked, what is the kingdom of God like? What shall I compare it to? It is like a mustard seed, which a man took and planted in his garden. It grew and became a tree and the birds of the air perched in its branches. Again, he asked, what shall I compare the kingdom of God to? It is like the yeast that a woman took and mixed it in a large amount of flour until it worked all through the dough. So Jesus is saying that the kingdom of God starts small, but then it grows. Like if you think of a mustard seed, that thing is tiny. Mm. Oh yeah, that's the smallest seed in the world. I think. Well, it's a, yeah, it was the smallest seed that they knew back then in that time period in Wait, in that it's area. The smallest seed now. Uh, I'm not sure. I'd have to Google it. seed. But anyway, um, yeah. So, but when you think of like a full grown, uh tree that comes from this mustard seed it's huge mm-hmm. um so who are we to be like well this doesn't really matter because it's small mm-hmm. but it could have the potential to grow into something huge yeah so true mm-hmm. I found where you guys are. good job well right now <laughs> okay now i'm gonna talk about um okay found it good job talk about jeremiah lampier and he was compelled to start a prayer meeting in New York City. And that might seem like a really small thing, but he really felt that God was putting this on his heart. And so he was faithful to that. And he printed out a bunch of flyers. He was super excited and pumped. And he was distributing them all around the city. And he had really high hopes. But the first meeting, no one showed up until almost halfway through. So he was by himself for most of the meeting. And in the end, only six people came after he had printed out thousands of flyers. But he was faithful, and he kept having those prayer meetings. And in the end, um, the 1857 revival broke out, and that swept across the United States. Mm-hmm. And so what happening, like what happened is um, like you'd actually see people rushing out during their lunch break, just flooding the churches to pray, all because this man... He just took time. He was faithful to God, and he just did what God asked him, and it led to this huge revival. Did Jeremiah write Jeremiah in the Bible? Mm-hmm. No, that was a different Jeremiah. Like did Jeremiah go to our church? Mm-hmm. No. Did he write? No. Yeah, who wrote Jeremiah? Well, it was in eighteen fifty-seven. So. Yeah. Who wrote Jeremiah though? Jeremiah. <laughs> Probably. Jeremiah from the Bible. E- maybe I'd have to. I don't think there's a Jeremiah in the Bible. Okay, we'll talk about that in a different podcast. Okay, so now we're going to look at different different spots in the Bible where it talks about how small sins and disobedience can lead to even bigger sins and have a lot of more harsh consequences. So let's go to John 12, 4. What? I just got to Luke. (laughs) Okay, well, we're turning to John 12, 4. John what? 12-4. John 12-4. Okay, so this is about Judas Iscariot. 
But one of his disciples, Judas Iscariot, who was later to betray him, objected. Why wasn't this perfume sold and the money given to the poor? It was worth a year's wages. He did not say this because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief. And as a keeper of the money bag, he used to help himself to what was put in it. Mm-hmm. I, like, I hadn't really um, heard this scripture before. Yeah. I don't know why, but I just came across this the other day and I was like, whoa. Like, Jesus, he was helping himself to the money that was supposed to be used um, for helping the poor and probably for the disciples mm-hmm. to use for food or whatever for Jesus's ministry. And Judas was actually taking that money. Um, and that probably made him incredibly greedy and mm-hmm. it gave him compromise in his life. And so I think the devil used that and saw that he was he could be an easy target. Yeah. And um, in the end... He gave up Jesus, and he, did you find it yet, Audie? I'm almost there. Okay. Um, he led the high priest straight to Jesus and handed him over to be crucified for yeah. 30 pieces of silver. Wow. Yeah. How much was that? Crazy how greed gets to you. Hmm? How much was 30 pieces of silver? Uh, I'm not sure. I don't know everything about the Bible, but we're learning. I think I'm there. Is it... Peter's miraculous from prison? <laughs> no, that's Acts, but we're turning to somewhere else. Let's go to 2 Samuel 11. Where is this? I should probably have marked it before. I go to this table of... <laughs> table of contents? Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Okay, so where are we going? Samuel? Okay, so I'm not going to read this word for word. Um, if you want, if you guys listening want to read that, it's just Second Samuel eleven, David and Bathsheba. So basically, hmm? um, so basically, what happened was there was this beautiful lady, and David walks out and he sees her bathing on the roof, and he decides that he wants he wants this lady like yeah she's really beautiful, mm-hmm. and so they ended up like hooking up, you know wild times Mm -hmm. but she was married yeah um and uriah was um her husband and he was in the army and david let that little compromise well the first thing he did wrong was he was on that roof and he chose to look at her yeah he could have walked away turned around walked away he didn't he was looking at her um and then because and then that led to them you know Mm -hmm. um but they he was. They did that. That was back then. <laughs> they did back then. <laughs> but then David, he wanted um, Bathsheba to be his wife mm-hmm. so bad that he had Uriah sent to the front lines where yeah. he knew he would die, and Uriah did die. Yeah. And that blood was on David's hands because he was the one that gave the order for mm-hmm. Uriah to go into battle. Yeah. And so that one, one little bit of compromise, just looking. Mm-hmm. Just looking so, at Bathsheba. Wasn't David a king? He was mm-hmm. a king, yeah. So wasn't he a bad king? He was a good king for the most part, but he well, everyone his, makes mistakes. Yeah, he has Maybe not killing people mistakes, but yeah. It's also a good story about like redemption because after this happened, David, David's heart was grieved and he asked for forgiveness. He asked mm-hmm. God to forgive him, and God did. And he still was called a man after God's own heart. So that is such a such a good reminder for us, like, even if we make a mistake, mm-hmm. 
God is still faithful and he will redeem us and he will forgive us. So that's just a beautiful story of redemption, but also of how like you give into a little bit of compromise. It just has that snowball effect. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's go to First Kings 9, 6 through 7. Wait, I just seen two. Let's get started the Bible. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Okay. Exodus 11. First Numbers two to one. Joshua, Judges. First Kings. Second Kings. What I say? Second Kings. Third Kings. Oh, six through seven. <laughs> okay. Um. But if you or your sons turn away from me and do not observe the commands and decrees I have given you and go off and serve other gods and worship them, then I will cut off Israel from the land. Uh, sorry. Then I will cut off Israel from the land I have given them and will reject this temple I have consecrated for my name. So that's, that's a big deal. Yeah. Um, so basically he's telling Samuel, don't follow and serve other gods. Mm-hmm. I am your God. Do not worship idols. Yeah. That's a... Like... For me, I don't know. I think that's a pretty simple thing. Yeah. Like, just don't... Don't worship other gods, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, But let's see what happens. Let's go to 1 Kings 11, 1 through 5. Dang. Okay. So... Hmm? Why did you think starting a podcast? I just had the idea to start a podcast, but okay. Let's talk about Solomon and all his wives. Mm-hmm. Um, what? Yeah, okay. All his wives? Yeah, he had a lot of wives. Dad? No. Okay, let's just... Let's <laughs> just only one. Let's just read this. Um, King Solomon, however, loved many foreign women besides Pharaoh's daughter, Moabites, Am- Ammonites... Edomites, Sidonites, and Hittites. I might have. (laughs) I don't know. I might have mispronounced that. I'm sorry. Um, They were from nations about which the Lord had told the Israelites, "You must not intermarry with them, because they will surely turn your hearts after their gods." So the Lord already warned them. He said, "Don't intermarry, because they'll lead your heart astray." But Solomon didn't listen. So compromise. Compromise. What does that mean? It means that... Table of content? No. No. Like... You allow... Like, you think, it's not really that bad. I'll just... I'll just do a little bit. I'll just, you know... Just put your toe in the water, but then you end up getting pulled all the way in. Yep. Um, Nevertheless, Solomon held fast to them in love. He had several hundred wives of royalty, birth, and 300 concubines, and his wives led him astray. As Solomon grew old, his wives turned his heart after the other gods, and his heart was not fully devoted to the Lord his God, as the heart of David his father had been. He followed Ashereth, the goddess of the Sidonites, Sidonites, and Molech, the detestable god of the Ammonites. So I didn't really know a lot about Molech. Molech is a really, he's a, but it says the detestable. Detestable was Molich. Mm-hmm. And so if you actually, I actually um, looked this up and Molich was an idol. And how it was carved, it, 
it had its hands out and I don't really yeah just had its hands out and how you worship no how you worship this god is you actually offer human sacrifices usually Mm -hmm. child sacrifices and place it in the open arms of this detestable mullage and king solomon was worshiping this god so Mm -hmm. he had come from being a man and his father was david which was a man after god's own heart Mm -hmm. um king solomon's was yeah yeah, david David. was king solomon's father wait what and he had come so far just drifted away from god that he was actually offering so sacrifices, like, child sacrifices. So it's kind yeah. of like us Star Wars, how they're, um, like, new, like, yeah. I don't know what you're <laughs> saying, but okay. Okay, Star Wars, I don't know where he's going with that, but yeah, so I just encourage you guys, don't let compromise come into your life because that can mm-hmm. lead to much bigger, more terrible things. Yes. Well, thank you for listening. Thank you. You guys are great. Bye.